DJN TV. It's the perfect host show coming up in this week's episode. How's your flexibility? A post gig report in the music room. And what's your currency like in Moron Marketing? Those are next. It's another Perfect Host episode on DJN TV. I'm Jim Cerrone. We've been spending a lot of time in the car together lately. Could you pitch in for gas? Thanks. I want to talk this week about flexibility and how important that is. Not yoga, although downward dog and making sure your core is strong are important. But I'm talking about flexibility when working with other vendors, when working with your clients. I'm just coming back from an event in Orlando, Florida with a meeting planner I've never met in person. We emailed back and forth a lot. I actually knew the client that the meeting planner was working for. In fact, they've had me do three of their events around the country. But this was my first time working with this planner and my first time working at this venue, the World Orlando Center Marriott. Or is it the World Center Orlando Marriott? Or the Orlando World Center Marriott? I don't know, but it's a long name. <laughs> Beautiful hotel though. Why is flexibility so important? If you are very rigid in how you do things, and if you get frustrated easily, then you're, uh, this is a family show, so I'm not gonna include the, the third F. But flexibility is so key to making sure that the event goes well and that everyone's happy. We have to remember there's no I in team and no one really cares what something makes us feel like or if we're frustrated by something. All that matters is the experience the client and the guests get. And if we keep that in the front of our mind at all times, then we have to let our frustration just fall by the wayside. There were a lot of things that frustrated me, and some of them were my fault. What are the keys to preventing frustration? Show prep, as we've talked about so many times, is so important. Doing the advanced work so that you have all the answers you need before you arrive at an event. Communication with all of the other vendors, and sometimes we have to be proactive. If other vendors aren't communicating enough with us, we have to communicate with them. We have to open that door and make sure that the communication lines are open and that we have all the answers we need to do our part of the equation. This meeting planner and I emailed back and forth and she looped me in with their AV contact. The AV company assured me they would have speakers and we got pretty specific in terms of the connections. I mentioned I would have two XLR outputs from my controller and I said that they would have speakers sufficient for 350 to 400 people. Now, because this was a big corporate event, I assumed, my fault, that 
the AV company would have a line array, it would have a lot of uh, audio equipment on hand, and that it would be no problem. I walk in the ballroom, and there's a dance floor, there's a stage, which is always nice as a DJ to be up on stage. There's a six foot table, perfect. And uh, to one side and to the other, in fact, here's a picture. There were two speakers on stands. That was my dance equipment for 350 to 400 people. Whose fault was that? Mine because I wasn't specific enough. I didn't specify my expectations. We did have good open communication, but that's what there was. Now, I could have gotten frustrated and thrown a fit and made things uncomfortable for everybody, but what purpose would that have served? How did the event go? It was fantastic. The chairperson who was the one who asked for me was thrilled. She was very, very happy with how it turned out. She just wanted her last party as chairperson to be fun, and that's what she got. A full dance floor, and it, it was just great. The two speakers on sticks, they're powered speakers that are about 15-year-old technology. It didn't really matter. What matters at the end of the day, at the end of the party, is how was the experience for everyone? And the client's experience was great. Her guests were treated to a really fun dance party, and that's all that matters. So it doesn't really matter what kind of equipment we use, and sometimes people that we work with are not all on the same page, but we have to smile. We talked about how important a smile is. We can't let people see the frustration on our faces. We just have to smile and be flexible and get through it. Coming up next in the music room, a post-gig report of what music got played at this event. That's next. DJ Event Planner will change the way you manage and run your business. Streamline all of your procedures and software into one easy-to-manage system. DJ Event Planner, the ultimate online planning tool. DJN TV, the perfect host show, Jim Cerrone, with a post-event report. We should never call them gigs, right? Except a, a buddy and I always leave each other gig reports. That's just our name for them. It's not anything we would ever say in front of a client. We don't want to reduce their once-in-a-lifetime event to the word gig. But anyway, here's the post-gig music report on this corporate event. Corporate parties are set by what you're playing when the guests walk in. I really think it's important if it's the last night of a conference like this was, or if it's the opening night party of a conference, or it's the midday conference break, the music that you're playing should give people energy, it should make them feel comfortable, and it should match the demographics of the people that are there. When I do corporate events, I ask a lot of questions about the guests that will be attending. What's the average age? What's the youngest person's age? What's the oldest person's age? Are people coming from around the country? Are people coming from around the world? Is there one segment of the country that's gonna be more represented than another? If you have a lot of East Coasters or a lot of West Coasters, then that can affect what music you play. And you really should know whether people are bringing their spouse 
or not? How many will be men? How many will be women? And will they be with their spouse or not? That depends on how much slow songs you might play. Here are three songs that help you kind of set the tone. It'll give you some idea of what a corporate playlist should sound like. The first one, Baby Love the Supremes. That represents the Motown era, so mid to late 60s, early 70s. Very familiar, perfect tempo, and you have to be careful with Motown songs because some of them sound happy, but they're not. Some of them use minor chords, and there are darker sounding passages to some Motown songs, but Baby Love the Supremes is perfect. The next one from the 80s, moving ahead a little bit in era, is Uptown Girl by Billy Joel. Super familiar, that's a song that everyone's gonna know. Just the right tempo and very happy sounding, that's another great song. The third one, to kind of give you a, an idea of what newer music you might play, The Middle Marin Morris. That is perfect corporate approved newer material. Very inoffensive in a major chord and it's familiar because it was used in the Target commercial campaign and was played on a lot of hot adult contemporary radio stations. In fact, I think it was number one for 11 or 12 weeks. So that's a very familiar song younger people in the crowd are gonna know. So you wanna be sure that you're staying cool and that you're including everybody. And those are three songs to kind of get you started. So as the guests walk in, the music that you're playing then is really important. It should be loud enough to let people know that there is music, but not so loud that people can't talk. And so as the guests begin to come in and congregate, if you, you see people having to lean in, then the music's too loud. You want it just loud enough to give a little boost of energy as they enter the room, and then maybe bring it down just slightly as the guests are finding their seats for dinner if that's next on the program then I think you should keep that music, uh, adjust the tempo. Some people will argue that you should mix corporate music live. Others say if you just play from a playlist, that's fine. Whatever works best for you. I, at this corporate event, mixed live. And then as the program began, I was aware and able to just fade out. Then I was ready with a playlist I had created in advance based on my other two parties with this group of very familiar, uh, very safe in terms of lyrical content, music for dancing, and we'll get into that. At corporate events, you have to adjust and be flexible based on how long the program goes. Sometimes there are speeches, sometimes there are activities, and you just have to be ready to go at a moment's notice. And the problem with some corporate events is those drag on too long. Now you've got a group of people who've been sitting for a long time, and you know the first thing they're gonna do when the program ends is get up and either go to the restroom or go to the bar. So I try to have a couple of songs ready that I can waste. Sometimes you could even play filler. In this particular case, I had Brown Eyed Girl ready to open the dance floor because that was the chairperson's favorite song. And I knew I could count on her to come right to the dance floor and do that. Except, when she got off the stage, she was mobbed by people, and she was at the other end of the room from me. So I had pick up the pieces by the average white band ready to go, along with Brown Eyed Girl. 
and as soon as I could see that it was going to take her much longer than I thought to get to the dance floor, she wasn't going to be able to just come right over, I just played Pick Up the Pieces, and that was good filler. It has good energy, it's got some good tempo, it should be familiar to people uh, from sporting events and things like that. So that was good as people went to the restroom, went to the bar, uh, I didn't have to waste a great dance song for that moment. Once she eventually got to the dance floor, then I opened with Brown Eyed Girl. Then I think, again, the first couple of songs you play for open dancing at a corporate event are really key. I went from Brown Eyed Girl to Respect, because although the meeting planner had led me to believe that the group was gonna be mostly men, it looked to me like it was almost half and half. So I followed with Respect by Aretha Franklin, which, is a very f popular song with ladies in the crowd. Then I played Uptown Funk. God bless Bruno Mars and Uptown Funk because that gave me the chance to, not only does it beat match really nicely with respect, but it moves the whole playlist forward. It was about this time that the first request came and as you might expect, it was for a line dance. So after Uptown Funk, I went into Cupid Shuffle and then I spaced out a couple of line dances throughout the rest of the evening. We did do the electric slide that worked very well and eventually the wobble. The request that you'll laugh at, which I didn't expect from a 40-something woman, was for Old Town Road. <laughs> that song, just exploded. It's amazing how quickly it came into the public consciousness. What was the end result? Uh, the end result was because the program ran long, I only played for about an hour and 55 minutes, which is the ideal amount of dancing time, especially for a corporate crowd. We were able to wrap up with a great finale with Party Rock Anthem, and because it was a railroad association, uh, come on, ride the train. Here's a little clip of that. Here's the group photo we took at the end. That's the chairperson in the middle, successfully passing the gavel on to the next person, and she was thrilled with how the party turned out. That's your segment in the music room this week, the post-gig report. Coming up next, Currency, and your moron marketing tip, the perfect host show, DJN TV. Perfect host show on DJN TV. I'm Jim Cerrone. Time for one quick moron marketing tip. Currency. What do you mean? Currency can mean just about anything. But in this case, it means what do you have to give? It's great to get referrals from other vendors. But we do have currency that we can spend to help them. How often do you refer other vendors? Go through your list and update if you haven't in a while. If you don't have lists of other vendors that you can easily send to your clients, then make some. I do that in my email draft folder. It's really easy to have a draft of officiants, florists, and any other category of vendor that your clients may be asking about. So take some time and have some currency ready to give back to the people who send referrals to you. That's your more on marketing tip, and that's it for this episode of The Perfect Host. I'm Jim Cerrone on DJN TV. See you soon.